morning we are going to be finishing off our series that we've been in for the last couple weeks called He Speaks. And we've been looking at this series uh, of understanding how God speaks to us or learning how to discern God's voice for us in our lives. You know, what does God's voice sound like? Or how do we differentiate God's voice from the other voices in our life? You know, because sometimes we can go... I don't know, is this God's voice? Is this just my thoughts? Is, is this Satan's voice? Is, is this other people's ideas? What, what are all these noises that I hear in my life? And so we've been looking at this idea of whose voice is this? And today we're going to kind of finish by looking at the idea or answering the question, am I listening? Am I listening? Am I listening to God's voice? And so the, the question I hope to answer today is, yes, I hope that we're all listening to God's voice. So as I said, this is the final week, and have been talking about knowing and following God's voice. And so we started, if you remember, two weeks ago, we started with kind of a weird type of hearing test, right, in which I played a sound for you, and you had to identify that sound of what or who that sound belonged to, right? We played the the Super Mario theme song that many of you recognize, and then there was the, the iPhone ding, and then there was the voice of Morgan Freeman, right, that, that most people recognize. It, the whole idea was often we recognize voices, and the idea is, do we recognize God's voice when we hear it, you know? Everybody recognizes Morgan Freeman's voice. It's iconic. And the hope would be that we recognize God's voice in the same way. When we hear God's voice, we go, that's God's voice. I know that's God's voice. And so this morning, I want to give you another hearing test. We started with the hearing test. Today we're going to have another hearing test. And this one's maybe a little bit more of a traditional hearing test. And this one's going to involve some participation. And so this morning, I actually want everybody to stand up. So if everybody could stand up. And what we're going to do is we're actually going to do... We're gonna, I'm going to play a couple different sounds, and if you hear the sound, I want you to remain standing. If you don't hear the sound, I want you to sit down. So I'm going to let you know. I'm going to say, we're going to have a sound. If you don't hear it, sit down. If you hear it, remain standing. It's going to be about six seconds long, and it's going to be kind of a little bit of a, a, a high-pitched frequency noise. Okay? All right. Go ahead, you can play the first one, Angie. Okay, if you hear it, remain standing. Okay. Yep. Yep, so most, most of our crowd should have been able to hear that. There may be a few who didn't hear, but most, most of the crowd should be able to hear that. Yep. All right. Go ahead, you can play the next one. If you don't hear that one, take a seat. Yep, see, and that's okay. And this, this is okay, this is fitting right within the age brackets that it should. And I'll explain this in just a moment. This is fitting technically within the age brackets that it should. All right, play the third one, Angie. So some of you hear that one, but you didn't hear the previous one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That's interesting that you heard that one, but you didn't hear the previous one. All right, go ahead and play the final one, Angie. So some of you hear that one, but you didn't hear the other ones. So everyone standing heard that last one. All right, everybody can sit down. And I'm not sure if it, if it always works 100% perfect when you put it into a different sound system, but the whole point of that was they're different kilohertz or different pitches of sound, and so typically, as we age, we begin to lose different frequencies of our hearing, right? So typically as we age, we begin to lose the higher pitches of our hearing. And so um, oftentimes that's why typically the older part of our congregation began to sit down as we got into the higher pitches of the sounds. And so, but here's the deal, that last one, 17.4 kilohertz is actually what they call the mosquito tone. That's why it says mosquito tone up there. That's what that, so that's the, that's about the tone that a mosquito makes when it buzzes around you. So that, that annoying sound you hear from a mosquito, that's about the tone that a mosquito makes. Uh, and there was actually a guy in 2005, his name was Henry Howard Stapleton, that had the brilliant idea, because typically that most people under 24 can hear that, and often, in the right setting, if you're over 24, you can't hear that. that. That's typically how it works out. And maybe because of our sound system or whatever, you know, it, that wasn't quite the case. That tends to be how it works. So this guy has a brilliant idea. I'm gonna create what we're gonna call the mosquito teen repellent machine. And so he got businesses who bought this sound machine who did not want teenagers in their store who played this sound in their store because adults couldn't hear it, but teenagers could. So it actually kept teenagers out of their store. Smart. Yeah, right? He, they, they didn't want teenagers in their store, so they would play this, right? Sounds like a, you know, an okay idea. Or if you're a teenager, you're going, that, that dude was a real jerk. You know, do something like that. But here, here's, here's why you gotta love teenagers. They go, okay, he thinks he's smart. I've got an idea. We're gonna create a mosquito ringtone that adults can't hear. So they downloaded, someone created a ringtone and they downloaded it to their cell phones. So when adults said, make sure your cell phones are on silent or teachers in school said, your phones need to be on silent so nobody could hear them, they would switch to this tone so that they could still hear when their phone would go off. They'd get a text or a phone call or something was coming in. So that way they still knew when somebody was trying to get a hold of them, but their teacher or their parents or nobody else knew that this was happening, right? So it was both brilliant and rebellious at the same time. So that's the, the opposite side, right? The adult side was great on one side. The teenagers figured out, hey, if they're going to use it to their advantage, we're going to figure out how to use it to our advantage, right? And so now teenagers, you want to know where to get this ringtone at? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but that, that was a real thing. That actually happened. Um, but as I said, that, that's just, typically the older you get, the less that you can hear certain frequencies. Or to put it another way, over time, our physical ears can become dull or numb to certain tones that we hear. And I think when it comes to our spiritual ears, 
I believe that the same can be said at times. Over time, we become numb to God's voice if we're not careful. If we're not continually listening for God's voice or, or paying attention, we can become numb to what God's voice sounds like or listen to it. So let's go back to John chapter 10. This is our main chapter we've been looking at over the course of this series. So if you have your Bible, you can feel free to turn there. Otherwise, as always, it'll be on the screen behind me as well. And so if you remember, Jesus tells, is telling the Pharisees a story about the sheep listening to the shepherd's voice. And the bottom line of this, this passage, the story, is that Jesus is saying that he is the shepherd and we as believers are his sheep. And he's getting to this big point, the figure of speech, and that is that we've made this our main theme verse for our series. John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. Right, I've been encouraging you to memorize this verse throughout the series. Has anybody memorized it yet? D, door, okay. All right, we're going to do what we did last week. All right, I want you to repeat after me. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. John 10, 27. Very good. So as we've studied this passage, we focus mainly on God's voice. That's, that's been what we've looked at a lot the last couple weeks. But as we close out today, I want to focus on our spiritual ears. Check out the first part of that verse. It says, my sheep listen to my voice. So the question is, are we listening? Are we? It says, my sheep listen to my voice. So that's, that's us. Are we listening? Then check out the last part of the verse. It says, they follow me. We, the sheep, are we following him? When God speaks to you, do you do what he asks you to do? Are you following what God is asking you to do? I ask these questions because I believe a lot of us have struggled to listen to God. The Bible is full of examples of people who either missed God's, God's voice or they heard it and they chose to simply not obey it for one reason or another. This is the main thrust of the prophet Jeremiah's message to Israel over and over again. He tells the people, you have not and are not listening to God. Here is just one example of him saying that from Jeremiah 29, 19. For they have not listened to my words, declares the Lord, words that I have sent to them again and again by my servants, the prophets. And you exiles have not listened either, declares the Lord. And Jeremiah wasn't the only prophet. Isaiah talked about it too. Isaiah 30, verse 9. For this is a rebellious people, false sons, sons who refuse to listen to the instructions of the Lord. And so did the prophet Zechariah in chapter 7, verses 8 through 11. And the word of the Lord came again to Zechariah. This is what the Lord Almighty said. Administer true justice. Show mercy and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the foreigner or the poor. Do not plot evil against each other. But they refused to pay attention. Stubbornly, they turned their backs and covered their ears. Right? So I think, I think you're getting the picture. There, this is just three examples of three different Old Testament prophets here sharing examples of, of, of 
the Israelites, God's people, not listening to what God is asking them to do. They were hearing from God, but they weren't listening or obeying what he was asking them to do. The thing is that every one of these passages are a warning or an explanation of the judgment that the people were facing because they were not listening or obeying God. How did they get there? Well, how they got to that point because their spiritual ears had become numb to the tone of God's voice. And I can see two factors that were often present among God's people that got them to this point. And there are two factors that I also want us to keep in mind today so that we don't find us becoming numb to God's voice in our lives. Number one, too much noise. And number two, too much no. Number one, too much noise. And number one, too much no. And we're going to break those down. First, we're going to look at the too much noise. One of my favorite stories in the Old Testament is the moment when God speaks to Elijah. Elijah. By the way, this is a moment when Elijah actually listens. Unlike what we just talked about with the prophet Jeremiah and Isaiah and Zechariah when people weren't listening. Elijah listens and he responds to God. 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 to 13. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled a cloak over his face. Then he went out and he stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Wait, did you catch that? God didn't show up in the big, noisy, crazy way that could have happened in that moment. He didn't show up in the wind tearing the mountains apart. He didn't show up in the earthquake. He didn't show up in the fire that took place right there. He showed up in the silence, in a gentle whisper. His voice rang out. Remember the first part of John chapter 10, verse 27, where it says, My sheep listen to my voice. Sometimes we need to remove all the, the noise around us so that we can really listen and catch the gentle whisper that God is trying to speak to us. What about you? How noisy is your life? What is all the chaos? What, what are the earthquakes? What, what, are the, what are the mountains that are tearing apart? What is the fire? What is the wind? What is the chaos that is creating all of the noise around your life? When is the last time you sat in total silence? Maybe the better question is, how comfortable are you in silence? Are you even okay sitting in silence? I know a lot of people are uncomfortable even sitting in a room of silence. It's awkward. They feel weird. Maybe the battle is not about audio noise for you. Maybe it's visual noise. By visual noise, maybe I mean you always have to have your eyes occupied with something. Maybe you spend a lot of time on your phone. I know I can get that way at times. I have to be reminded often by my wife 
Put your phone down. Put your phone away. Spend time with me. Spend time with your daughter. Put your phone down. When we're constantly looking at our phones or, or, or looking at newspapers, watching the TV, doing different things, sometimes we just have to have our eyes occupied in that way. When we're constantly posting or messaging or scrolling or doing different things like that, sometimes that's the noise that is in our lives that we have to be careful about. So the answer is we simply need to get noise-canceling headphones or we need to put a blindfold on so we can't see anything. No, that's not necessarily the right answer either. But sometimes we can benefit from cutting down on the amount of noise that's in our lives. I know that the band Switchfoot people might have different opinions about them because of the th some of the things that they have chosen to do with with their music and, and the way they've chosen to go about it, but they have an old song from 2003 called Adding to the Noise that I think fits this context really well, and I just wanna share about a, a one minute audio clip of their song with you this morning, and we're gonna look at the lyrics after that that I think just fit this perfectly because it's all about the noise in our life. And if something's adding noise, if that's all it's doing is simply adding noise, why is it there? What's the point if that's all it's doing is adding noise? And so, go ahead with that, Angie. Oxymoron that I just used a song which is noise to talk about getting rid of noise in our lives, right? But again, and on that slide you can just see the first lyrics and we'll show the next ones, but right, what is it gonna take to slow us down to let the silence spin us around? What's it gonna take to drop this town? We've been spinning at the speed of sound, right? So it's that idea of of we're always moving, we're always constantly in motion, there's all this noise, there's all this chaos, we're, we're always moving, we're never sitting still. We're always constantly, you can go to the next slide please Angie. Stepping out of the convenience stores, what could we want but more and more and more, right? Always wanting more. From the third world to the corporate core, we're a symphony of modern humanity. You can go to the next one. If we're adding to the noise, turn off this song, right? So if that's all we're wanting is more, 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 
If all we're wanting is simply to add to, to the corporate world or, or to simply add to, to the physical things, it's saying, turn it off. Turn it off. It, 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 we don't want to be a part of that. Or if we're adding to the noise, it's saying, you know, in the physical sense, just turn off the stereo, turn off the radio, turn, turn off the video, right? Turn off the noise. You know, am I, am I saying that, that we shouldn't watch TV, that we shouldn't listen to any radio, that we should? No, I'm not saying that. There's a balance. I'm not saying that we, we cut these things out altogether in our life. Absolutely not. I'm not saying that at all. But it is the idea that are we taking time for there to be silence? Are we taking time to listen? Or is it just noise all the time in our lives? Are we constantly in motion? Are we constantly moving all of the time? So what if we were to cut some of the noise in our lives? And here's a few ideas. What if we took a week-long break from some technology? What if we said, hey, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna set my phone down for a week other than for practical uses, other than actually using it for work calls or you know things that it's an absolute necessity, but I'm not gonna use it for any extra uses? What if I'm not gonna use my Netflix account or Hulu account or I'm not gonna watch any extra TV or I'm not gonna listen to music or any of those kind of things for a week? I'm gonna take a week-long break from technology. What if we don't turn on our radio or music when we're driving to and from work or to school? Instead we say, you know, I'm gonna take that time to pray or I'm gonna take that time to just listen to God, you know? I. I was even challenged this morning on the way to church. It's eight minute drive for me from my house to here. I got in the car and what was on my radio, I turned it off because I knew this morning this is what I was talking about and God convicted me. As soon as I got in the car, what did I do? I turned the radio off because I said, if I'm going to preach about this, God said, if you're going to preach about this, turn your radio off. <laughs> like, and that's what I'm saying. When I, I preach, this stuff is as much for me as it is for anybody else. And he challenged me to go, why is my radio? Turn my radio off. You know, turn the radio off. Spend some time in prayer and listening to what God is asking me to do in my life. Listen for his voice. Turn your phone off at a certain point at night or, or leave it off till a certain point in the morning, you know. Get home and say, you know what, at 7 o'clock at night, I'm just going to turn my phone off at night. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend that, those X amount of hours before I go to bed and just silence, you know, without my phone, without that distraction. Or I'm going to take the time I wake up in the morning and tell... X time in the morning without my phone, you know, just without that distraction, without that noise. Whatever it is, let's be, let's be people who don't allow the noise around us to make our ears become numb to the tone of God's voice. Now to the second factor I said, too much no. Too much no. I realize that sounds a little bit weird, but I want you to remember these two factors. Having them worded the same may help a little bit. How many of you have ever heard a sound so often that eventually you don't even realize, you don't even notice it anymore, right? You just, you don't even hear it anymore. It just becomes like a background noise or something you don't recognize. So I'll just share a quick story with you as an example. So many of you know Pastor Laura and I live on Howard Street over in Hibbingham. When we first moved in last year, if you've been on the, the east side of Howard Street, who knows what happens every Saturday night in Hibbingham between Memorial Day and Labor Day? Stock car races, right? Stock car races. And I remember one of the first Saturday nights we were there, stock car races started up, and Pastor Lord was like, what is that noise? And I was like, that's the stock car races, honey. And she's like, what? I was like, every Saturday night. 
suck on her. And she's like, are you kidding me? I was like, don't worry. I was like, give it a couple weeks and you're not even going to notice it. She's like, are you kidding me? You hear how loud that is? And I was like, I'm telling you, you're not going to notice it. Like, give it a couple weeks, you know. I, I grew up going to the races with my older brother and him, and I always enjoyed it. But she was like, no way, and, you know. And, and give it a few weeks, right? You didn't even notice it anymore. You know, it just becomes background noise. You don't even... You don't even know that it's going on. And then this summer, you know, we've got a little baby. She's, you know, kind of a little panicky again. Like, ah, it's going to keep the baby up at night. Never even phase the baby, you know? Because it just, it's one of those things where it just becomes background noise and you don't even notice it anymore. But here's my point. We can do the same thing with God's voice in our life. We can allow it to become that background noise if we just continue to say no and we just continue to push it off to the back of our mind and it becomes numb. Because I'm certain that God has been speaking to each and every one of us throughout different times in our life. And at some point, I wonder if we just begin to keep pushing it to the back of our mind and saying no or ignoring God's voice. And now we just don't hear it anymore because we just kept saying no. And it's just become that dull background noise. And it doesn't stick out from the rest of the noise that's in the back of our mind. And we fail to live out the last part of John 10, 27 by following him. It says that the sheep follow him. Now, again, I, I know we all mess up. We're humans. We make mistakes. We're not perfect. We all have those moments where we knew we were supposed to do something and we didn't. I understand that happens. And the beauty is our God is full of mercy and forgiveness. I'm not here this morning to call you out for a moment or two of weakness. Instead, I'm challenging you to be careful to avoid getting into a pattern of ignoring or saying no to God's leading or his voice in your life. Because I see, I believe, the more that you say no, the more that you ignore it, the more that it's going to become muffled, the more that it's going to become a background noise, the more that it's going to sink away and it's just going to become nothing. It's going to become like the rest of those voices that you just pushed away before you know it, you're not going to even notice it, just like I don't notice the noise of the stock car races anymore. You see, what happens too much is we find ourselves becoming so numb to the tone of God's voice that we completely block it out of our lives. If any of you find yourself in a place where you know you've been ignoring his voice consistently over time, don't let it keep going. God uses the word repent a lot when he's teaching Repenting is simply recognizing a wrong decision or a wrong direction that you've been heading and making the correction to turn and go in the right direction. In this case, it's simply recognizing that you've been saying no to God and deciding that you're ready to say yes to God's voice again. I truly believe that these last couple weeks have contained some vital information for your relationship with God. We've learned how God speaks to us, We've learned how to discern his voice against the other voices that we may hear in our lives. And hopefully over these last few weeks, you've taken some time to listen for his voice, whether here, throughout our services, throughout your time, at home, throughout the last couple of weeks. And this morning, you've been challenged to minimize the noise and, be, and stop saying no. The worship team, you can come back up at this point. I want to end this morning with an opportunity to say yes to his voice. So on your chair when you came in this morning, each of you have one of the cards that's sitting there. It simply says, he speaks on the top of it. And then it says, I'm listening, God. 
And here is how I'm following. And on the bottom of it has our main verse, John 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. If you believe that God's been speaking to you, whether it's this morning, whether it's over the course of the last couple of weeks throughout this series, I want to invite you this morning. The worship team is going to lead us through a song, and we're not going to have a response time the way that we typically do. I'm not going to ask our leaders to come up this morning. We're not going to have a time of prayer like we typically do. What I'm going to ask is, if God has been speaking to you, I want you to write down what God is speaking to you on this card. And what I want you to do is I want you to take this card, and I want you to simply take it, and I want you to place it on the altar. You can put it face down. Nobody else is going to read it. Nobody else is going to see it. There's pens up here. If you have a pen with you, you can write in your chair. And I simply want us to take the next few minutes. They're going to lead us through the song, Word of God Speak. And I just want us to take some moments in, in, in silence of, of taking out the noise and just saying, God, speak to me today, or maybe God has already spoke to you. But what is God speaking to in your life? And what is he asking you to do? And this is a way of you not only saying, God, this is what you're speaking. God, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow through with what it is you're asking me to do. So I want to encourage you to write that down and come lay it on the altar. And then we'll close out together when they're done with the song. We'll take just a few moments to do that together. Let's stand together as we close this morning. The main verse again said, Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. As we walk out from the plate, this place this morning, may we walk as sheep who listen to the good shepherd's voice. May we find great joy in the knowledge that he knows you by name. And may you be a person who is marked as a true follower of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you again for this morning. We thank you for this time that we could gather together here in your house. Father, I pray that we would be individuals, Father, who, God, who would know your voice, who would hear your voice amidst all the noise, amidst all the chaos, amidst everything else that's going on in our lives. That we would know it, we would be able to, to discern it from everything else. And that we would hear it, God, that we would follow it and we would be obedient to it. We would say yes and that we would, we would respond, God. Help us, Father, to hear from you, to be obedient, Lord. God, we thank you for the opportunities. We thank you for what you're going to do as we're obedient to you. God, I thank you for this response this morning. God, I, I pray that for each and every person, God, and what you have placed upon their heart, pray you give them the confidence and the boldness, God, to follow through with that. Thank you for speaking to them, Lord. I look forward to hearing testimonies, God, of what you have done in their lives, God, as a result of this. God, I pray as we go out now, God, you give us boldness and confidence, God, to be a light to those around us, to be a witness. God, as we, we bring light to the darkness, Father, speak to us, God, that they may see you through us, God, not us, but they may see you. So be with us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.